0: It's for Says Myers, of trace. Good morning, everyone. Or no, maybe good evening. I might record this like the evening we record this. I might, I might oh, drop hey. it. Hey,
1: someone just started. Uh, taking a shower in the room next to me it sounds like.
0: Ah, it's, I'm sure. It's so, fine.
1: Uh, you're going to hear some noise. Okay, I apologize.
0: Well, I have birds chirping outside my window. Because... Yeah, but that's
1: pleasant. <laughs> Whereas, from where I'm at it's just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's, no, there's no leading up to this. Uh, Halloween Ends, the final entry in the Halloween franchise. For at least our, three years. <laughs> say, yes, for at least three years, uh, the final entry with Laurie Strode, or Jamie Lee mm. Curtis' Laurie Strode. Probably not the last one with Laurie Strode. The yeah. last one we'll ever do on the retrospective, probably. I don't know about that. I, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, the, maybe it's just like, oh, you we, we see the writing on the walls now with certain franchises, but we'll get to all of that. I'm your host, Diego Crespo. With me today is my co-host, Matt Goringo Ah, uh, that's me. Yeah, we, we've been doing the Halloween retrospectives for four years. Yes. Um, and a uh, big question, why? Uh... Mm-hmm. The first Halloween is fantastic. And you helped You're... me see that.
1: No, here's the thing, like the nature of evil. Mm-hmm. there is no true answer
0: oh okay that's pretty good
1: sure <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right I, ma- I
1: maybe I maybe just pulled it out of my ass because I was uncomfortable with the silence
0: <laughs> okay which right. might
1: be which I might be taking a few pages out of David Gordon green's book right here
0: oh oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. maybe you know let, let's just get into it Halloween ends 2022 directed by David Gordon green uh, co-written by Danny McBride and Dave this Black one had Green, like
1: four writers:
0: Chris Bernier and Paul Brad Logan. I don't know anything these guys have done. It looks like We're, this is this is their sole credit. Oh no, Chris Bernier has something called the tree in his back pocket. Mm. Where did
1: they come from? Why are they here?
0: I I don't know.
1: What what was David Gordon Green, Danny McBride being like? They Pick saw up the, the slack.
0: Res- here here you know what it is. They saw the response to Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. uh, which was mostly negative or at least very mixed. I think it's a very mixed film, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, you know, maybe maybe we need a little, like, assistance there. Or maybe that's not what David Gordon Green and Danny McBride thought, but I bet it's what Jason Blum thought. Because I'm, you're coming off 2018, which is, like, pretty like pretty big success financially and critically. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween Kills comes out, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> like, what well, I, I,
1: But here's the thing. Like, there's such a short turnaround between ends and kills. I just wouldn't you think. You could anything. do a
0: punch up in like a month.
1: I guess, but I don't know if you could really do enough, nor did I feel like there was enough. But it's it says a lot that they looked at Halloween kills and went, you know what the problem here is there wasn't enough writing.
0: <laughs> there wasn't enough subtext?
1: There wasn't enough. No, there just wasn't enough like actual dialogue of people talking <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: and saying exactly what's happening on the screen.
0: Alright. But it to... also
1: It also doesn't feel like... I gotta say, like, it doesn't... It it does not feel like David Gordon Green, like, course-correcting, honestly. No. Like, maybe, like, here or there, there are moments, but it feels like... But also does not feel like the logical extension of Kills.
0: The original ending that I, I brought up on the kills episode as well was it was mm-hmm. going to be lori walking down the hospital hallway uh, clenching the knife in her hand right mm-hmm. and then they scrapped that and i see why now because that is not vengeance is not the direction lori takes again yeah she has settled into a new life um she has let go of the shape mm. and trying to process or trying, trying to defeat the evil Rather, she's trying to process it. Internally. She's
1: essentially overcompensating for being a crazy person for years.
0: Yes, and now trying to be a good mother to the daughter she's lost <laughs> and to the grandchild she still has. Um, I need to bring up some stuff about the movie before we start talking about our opinions all right. on it.
1: Here's here's something we should both do that I think would be fun. Uh-huh. Um, all right. I want you to name five films that you think
0: this movie is similar to. That okay. So this is actually you. you do that because I have a list no, no, of I, like a dozen I, that I saw referenced before I saw the movie from people that just watched the movie.
1: I want you to do five that are from your head, and then I'll try and see what I can get that's left. Okay. So I want I just want to see if you have the same choices as me or okay, if, like, and then, they're, they're and then I'll bring up different. what I saw because so, yeah, so
0: that I have to be clear. Some of the the ones that I saw referenced popped into my <laughs> head because they were there, but I see them in the film. Okay. All
1: right. Tr- try to try to be the ones that you would like i would have gotten this without being pointed towards it
0: all right christine Mm -hmm. um fallen angels (laughs) lost highway uh halloween three it actually these are the two that that not halloween three i'll say halloween (laughs) three right now but i'm gonna do six then okay halloween Mm -hmm. four and rob zombies halloween two okay so I know I just cheated because three of those are from this franchise, but yes. they definitely popped into my head for very pointed reasons. Yes. But you did not
1: mention one that I would have put on there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is Halloween 5. <coughs> I think there's some Halloween 5 in this movie. Okay. Um, I think there's some Jaws 2 <laughs> in this movie. Um, oh, God, I, ha- I just had a bunch, and then I just immediately forgot them. Okay. I was ready to go, um, but uh, there's definitely some hammer, uh, Bam- hammer Dracula films
0: are in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! There, uh, there's a there's a, a a set design that's just like straight up classic monster movie and, shit.
1: Yes, there's oh yeah, it goes like full monster movie at a certain point. Um, not a movie, but I definitely got the Columbine massacre oh my vibes God. from this. <laughs> um. And then, uh, and then, definite scream vibes. I think there's some scream here too, um, particularly the
0: first one. I um, can that. see that. I didn't think about that one, but I could mm-hmm. see how you got that. So those are my five. Okay. Well, films I saw referenced in response to the people's first viewing of the film mm-hmm. were Christine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's one I think definitely well, that, that one is saw.
1: there's a guy in this movie named Cunningham like it is yeah. overt it is an overt reference to Christine
0: mm-hmm. uh, another John Carpenter film The Fog uh, Dennis Etchison's rejected Halloween fourth screenplay that John yeah, Carpenter oh, yes, first championed yes that, that is 100% here as well mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm going to shout this guy out because I like him and uh, he, he's a, a good writer and one of the more popular letterbox users, uh, Will at Silent Dawn LB. Films I thought of during Halloween ends: Spider Man, Halloween Five. So your point? Hey,
1: hey, yeah.
0: Twilight, New Moon, The Lost oh, Boys. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: then I also saw Fallen Angels and Lost Highway references, but that one yeah. is like well, to me sh- those were there- very blatant references. Yeah, and there
1: are there, there are shots like directly lifted
0: from those movies. Yeah, the, I kind of cackled when i saw the lost highway angle yeah, over the street the, i was like yes
1: <laughs> the lost highway one kind of was like wow yeah um but yeah uh should we just we just
0: say it all right um you go first all right i got i also have to preface that after Halloween Kills, you know, which I was, I, I called my biggest disappointment of the year thus far in 2022 when I had seen it, that didn't really change the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really strong year for movies. Um, if a franchise sequel, the 11th franchise entry disappoints me, I'll, I'll live, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't really looking forward to Halloween Ends after a while. I was like, I'm kind of interested in how it all wraps up. What's the final showdown going to be like? And then that fizzled away as the months started going. And then I saw clips from trailers, not even full trailers. I never saw a full trailer to this movie because I was just like, "Eh, I'm not going to seek out any information. I'm going to watch it for the podcast with Matt and that's that's going to be it.
1: There's this annoying thing Film Twitter has been doing lately where they will take publicity photos for a movie and then put like especially like reboots, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll put it next to the original, a uh, shot from the original film that the publicity photo is trying to replicate, right? Yeah. And then being like, "We used to know how to make movies," mm-hmm.
0: and it's like that's not in the movie. Like yeah. that's a pub, that's a pub, that's for like entertainment. Oh Weekly. god. Oh yeah. Like, you know what? Let me let me yeah. complain about that for a second too. Because all these fucking people, I know exactly we're talking about. There's mm-hmm. like, oh, the digital makes it look like shit. And it's like, no, it's mm-hmm. there's a bunch of reasons why some movies look like shit right now. But it's not that. If you made a movie before, or at least if you're knowledgeable, um, you will know that. And I've seen some professional filmmakers come out and say stupid shit like that, too. So if you ever worried about whether or not you know enough to make a movie, you do. Um, Doesn't mean it's going to be good, but you're going to know more than some people that have actually made them. Now, um, I saw people comparing specifically the image of Michael in the shadows behind Laurie Strode in the original Halloween. I think that's what you're referencing, right?
1: Um, that, that's among other things. I've seen a lot of stuff like it lately.
0: That was the big no. one that came out this week right before Ends came out. And then they mm-hmm. compared it to, like, Michael and Lori in The Kitchen and this movie's uh, screen cap. And, mm-hmm. like, they, the, they raised, like, the shadows and the gamma and the saturation. They're like, look how shitty it looks. I'm like, it looks like shit in both because you fucked up the intended quality of the image, first of all. <laughs> and, like, second of all, for all the movies nowadays that look like kind of shit at night... Um, mm-hmm. I don't think the Halloween trilogy, the David Gordon Green ones, look bad at at all. Like, no, they David, look no, pretty good.
1: They look pretty good compared to a lot of horror movies these days.
0: Yeah, and honestly. like you know what the big thing is too, mm-hmm. like like the skin tones aren't the same as like the concrete wall behind them. Yeah, even at night, because then at night it makes them look like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think I referenced during the Prey podcast that like when I saw it on the big screen, I was like, wow, the night stuff looks really good. And then I saw it on streaming, and I was like, "Oh, this looks like weird now. This mm-hmm. looks like kind of murky." Which um, might
1: explain my response to Prey, honestly.
0: Yeah, and and uh, like, and it
1: might explain the response the new Hellraiser is currently getting.
0: Yeah, um, have you seen it?
1: No, I have not. I um, haven't either.
0: But I, I am not a. I haven't, I haven't. dove into the Hellraiser franchise fully. So I,
1: I, I've seen like a few. I've seen most of them, but like, there's a few where it's just like, I think there's a few where Pinhead is like on the poster and then is in it for like two minutes.
0: That's so funny.
1: Because yeah, I know so. the Scott
0: Derrickson one was like, he had this, this idea for like a, a, a haunted detective movie. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, we can't fund that, but we, well, the Weinsteins, like... have <laughs> access to the Hellraiser franchise. Just do one of those.
1: I believe the Scott Derrickson one is the one that has, ends with like a double dream fake out. If I remember correctly. I think you're right. I, I think I've seen like, that one. Which might be like one of the worst endings to any movie I've ever seen. Well, you uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not, you know, I'm not even throwing that at the feet of Scott Derrickson. I believe that was produced by the Weinstein Company. Yeah. So, yeah. um, or maybe it was Miramax, because I think Miramax was also in the Halloween game at the time.
0: Yeah. So, um, uh, but let me, let me, let me wheel back a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to Halloween ends. Um, I see the, the critical discourse starting and I'm like, ah, oh, okay, another miss. Cause like it's the, the initial reviews are very negative where people are like, oh shit, like they fucked it up. And then something starts happening. I start seeing those references we brought up, the movies people were bringing up in response to the mm-hmm. film. And, like, uh, Chelsea from the Dead Meat YouTube channel that I really like and I've talked up on this show before mm-hmm. was, like, the the one thing that they said, uh, they haven't shared their opinion on the movie yet. They're to I'm sure they're going to do a podcast on it or something like that for the Kill Count. She said, it is deeply weird, and that's what you need to know going into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's that was the first inkling of like something's different here. And then I see people saying like, oh, it takes a, it takes huge swings. It's it is very weird. And then other people like, oh, they fucking they fucked it up again. And I'm like, these are these are very different. I didn't get this from mm-hmm. kills. I got like generic slasher, yada yada yada, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and the responses became so varied and wildly disparate that I was like, is there something here? Did did he make, like, an interesting movie? Because I don't think Kills is that interesting outside of our conversation on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really explain away that movie. Halloween Ends, I think, is a deeply, deeply strange, bizarre concoction of a film. I think Halloween Kills is... A physical attempt to kind of uh, combine every slasher, like, kill in the franchise into one movie, right? Like, it's it's a very, it's the physical side of Michael Myers. That's the
1: most just, like, we're just going to go full Michael Myers insanity. Yeah. That's that movie. What makes that movie weird is that it's, like, juxtaposed with the, like, how we... Demonize the mentally ill, like, yeah. which is like has no place in that movie. Yeah. And you know,
0: the big problem with Michael Myers as a, as a character is, you know, in the original film, he's, he's, he's a metaphysical presence, he's elemental, he's darkness. And, mm. But as a slasher franchise, he needs to kill a fuck ton of people. Yeah. And so, like, the physical and the metaphysical um, come into conflict very often. Halloween Ends makes up for the Halloween Kill's physicality by going full meta textual. hmm. <laughs> I think I loved it.
1: All right, yeah, yeah, right on. But well, what did you think? <laughs> well, I was avo- I, vo- I avoided basically most trailers. The only thing I saw was like the occasional clips of just like they were really hyping up how this is going to be the last showdown between Laurie and Michael Myers. That's, that's so which, fucking funny. Which, it's really funny to think about when you think about how much totality that is in the movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I saw a lot of that, but I was like, okay, whatever. And I, there was a part of me that when I was hearing, like, because I heard the early buzz where I was like, it's different. <laughs> like I was hearing that. So I'm like, okay, is the whole, like, and I'm like, I was getting a vibe from the trailers of it being like a much more scaled back movie, you know, which part of me just assumed that was COVID, like that, like that might've affected things a mm-hmm. little bit. But hey, Col- uh,
0: uh, kills was a COVID shoot too. That's a fucking stacked movie. That's that's kind of insane now. To, now that you mention it, um, mm-hmm. but
1: uh, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, maybe like, and maybe like the, restri- and maybe they're like, okay, we went too far with kills. Maybe we're reeling it back. Maybe this movie is just gonna be like Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers like facing off. You know, mm-hmm. like that's gonna be the whole fucking movie. Um, well. <laughs> Then I, I kind of had the similar thing with you where I didn't hear the negative buzz, honestly. I was kind of tuned in because I think I am one of the bigger defenders of Halloween Kills, which is like, I'm not saying it's like a great movie, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say that, but I I kind of just enjoy it, especially when it's just the Michael Myers stuff. I guess that's the problem is that, like, I think the stuff around Michael Myers doesn't work as much as just Michael Myers fucking people up, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, would, also, I would not deny any of that. I rewatched Halloween, the uh, 2018 one, and I think that movie fucking holds up, if I'm being honest. Me too, me too. Like, it really... There's a couple moments that kind of irk you, but, like, not enough to sink the ship. And in, in the grand... Scheme of the Halloween franchise, it, it just by default becomes one of the better movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I kind of felt like after seeing Kills, I might have mentioned this on the Kills episode. Kills felt like an attempt to remake Halloween too. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, down down to even Michael Myers' mask changes between the 2018 Halloween and Halloween Kills, where his like like in the in Halloween 2018, they make a very clear point of it just being like the black hollow eyes, like you remember from the original, right? Mm-hmm. Where in two you could see his eyes, and in kills you can see his eyes a lot more, you know? Yeah. So I, that was that's just how I kind of that was what I was going into. I was going into ends being like this might be just for me, but I'm gonna enjoy it. And then I was seeing the posts that were like, "What is this, right?" Like, <laughs> That's like people are throwing out some wild takes on the movie. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's what this is going to be. It's going to be one of those. Um, I sit down. Uh, There is a grandmother with kids in the theater. Don't know what they were doing there, but hey, they wrote it out. Um, Some teenagers were there, and they were being very funny. They were making a lot of funny comments, let me tell you. Are you being sarcastic? (laughs) Oh, they were so funny. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> to the point where uh, five minutes into the movie, someone turned around and said, shut up to the kids.
0: <laughs> oh, that kind of funny.
1: Yeah. And uh, guess what? They did. So. Oh, okay. Good uh, job. So I'm sitting there watching the movie. There's also a woman behind me and there's kind of a telephone game going on because the Phillies are playing <laughs> 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 and she was updating everyone on the Phillies score. <laughs> oh, what a nice lady. So that was happening while the movie was playing. So I'm sitting there, and I'm watching this movie play out, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, man, like, and I'm like, the vibes in this theater are not good. And I'm like, there's like it, there's like long stretches of this movie where you're like, this, this might as well not be a Halloween movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. how I felt about it, but there's long stretches of the movie like that. It's like no one paid to see this, right? <laughs> yeah. No one paid to see this, so I'm like, man, I don't know how this is gonna play. And I was ready to make uh, my snarky comments on, on Twitter that don't totally give away the game of how I felt. I like I had it already, which my, my two takes were like I was just gonna write could have been one movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other one was just the like take of all like all three of these movies could benefit from cutting about 50% of the dialogue. Which is very similar to the film Rise of Skywalker, which could benefit by cutting 150% of its dialogue. (laughs) Which were going to be the two joke tweets I made.
0: You still make those.
1: I should, but I made them here, so it's it's fine. Um, But then uh, the movie ends. Don't Fear the Reaper starts playing, which I did not expect. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Which plays in the original Halloween, for those who don't know. Um, you can hear it on the radio. Uh, and then everyone clapped. And, like, in a way, in a, in a spontaneous way that it was not, like, one person started. And then everyone... and It wasn't, like, one of those things where, like, a person claps and then everyone goes, like, oh, I guess we're clapping now. Like, <laughs> it's it was, like, it started at, in multiple spots simultaneously. And then everyone was clapping. And I was, like... What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> when, and, when? When? You brought that up, I didn't believe you.
1: Yeah, I don't. Because I, why the fuck would? What? <laughs> I don't even. And it wasn't like I went to like opening night, you know, like where all the true Halloween heads are in the audience. Like, it was a mishmash of just like. The average Americans, you know? Mm. There was one guy with a Halloween t-shirt. That was it, in this theater. And it was a midday showing on a a Saturday. Like, it wasn't... Most people are at the Philly game, watching the Philly game. Like, that's what we're doing. That's why we're at this screening, because all the other ones were sold out or were too late in the day. So we went to the one during the Phillies game. (laughs) And they all clapped. And I, I was like... I need to think about this and then (laughs) it kind of shook me for a few hours (laughs) so uh yeah um and i guess the take i have on halloween ends is it is gonna i i know it is going to be defended the way rob zombies halloween 2 is defended like it's guaranteed at this point um I am not sure if I would like it as much as I admire it right now.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I'm going to have to let it sit. And I'm not like coming here being like, fuck this. Or like, you know, like I'm kind of like annoyed with people about Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this one, I'm kind of like, I have to think about this one a little while longer. And I also think at the end of the day, even the best defense can't get around that it is a very confused movie. <laughs> that is taking some wild swings in multiple directions and doesn't seem to have its finger on the pulse a lot of the time. But, ultimately that confusion is better than like if it had just been generic, Michael Myers is back to kill Laurie Strode, you know, which is yeah. what most of these sequels are. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, the I think the most consistent defense I've seen, and one that I think I'd agree with too, is that like, look, it's a 12th Halloween movie, you, you you got Michael fucking up the town, like at least half a dozen times, right? It's fine to take a a fucking weird swing like this. Yeah,
1: and these are the direction this this thing is. Uh, what I am very happy about, whether or not you like the Gordon Green ones, which will now they will just be known as the Gordon Green trilogy. You know, mm-hmm. unless they rope him in for and four, a fourth one, but I think he's in Exorcist land now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. Uh, I think it is going to set the franchise in a better direction than, you know, the subsequent films post-the-original Halloween were, you know? hmm Like, I think those movies have this big obstacle that they, they kind of, too, kind of writes them in this corner where they all have to be about the Strode family and their relationship to Michael Myers, you know? Yeah. Which just doesn't work, you know? It never really did. Did it ever work? No. It, it really doesn't, and so I'm glad that we're now on this path for whenever we do Halloween ends again, like, <laughs> in a few years. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, I look forward to other people making very confused films mm-hmm. in the Halloween franchise. These are the kind of the films I wish had been getting made in the '80s,
0: you know. You know, I, I think this is also uh, much like,
1: love, much love to Danielle Harris as Jamie Lloyd, who's like great in those sequels. But yeah, she's fantastic. Like, it, you know, it's they, there's plot problems in all all of those movies. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I think she even gives better performance than the Rob Zombie ones, and I only like yeah. a second one. Um, but like on on that note too, Halloween Kills feels like a a, a prestige version of those. Worst sequels to me. Yeah, Halloween Ends feels like the fucking wild swing of Halloween 3 again to me. (laughs) Not as successful.
1: Not as successful. But also, I will say, it feels like this is David Gordon Green making the sequel to Halloween 4 he always wanted to see. Mm. That's why I said Halloween 5. Where, like, Jamie Lloyd and Michael Myers had that connection, you know? Yeah. And, like, they don't do fucking anything with it in Halloween 5. Like... They never, like, she just has psychic visions, remember?
0: Yeah. And she's
1: a mute. It's so dumb.
0: It's, <laughs> yeah.
1: Whereas this feels like, okay, this is where that maybe could have gone. Um, and I find that very interesting. I wonder if they'll bring Daniel Harris back in some capacity in the future.
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping for appearances by her... Uh the, the actress who played Laurie Shird from the Rob Zombie one. And this isn't this was not me like mandating anything. I'm not one of those fans or anything like that. But was, was it just me, like though, it would have been I, nice. I haven't
1: been paying attention, but was she, I could have sworn I saw Danielle Harris in the crowd at the end of the movie. Oh really? Oh maybe. I could have sworn, but like you know, I don't know for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Well
0: uh, uh Danielle Harris and
1: She was at the premiere, right? Yeah, she was right. at the
0: premiere with the actors who played Laurie Strode and the Rob Zombie ones. Okay, so I thought that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, she was vocal about, you know, they're having Laurie have another daughter now. Laurie's going to be on screen with her daughter, and it's not her. Mm-hmm. Like I, I could see why that would rub people the wrong way.
1: Yeah, I, I get it, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's it's she's unfortunately daniel harris has like both been treated very well and very poorly by the halloween franchise yeah, yeah. with famously how she was treated around the time of halloween six mm-hmm. and like I, you know bring her back and just make her like an original character i guess i wouldn't mind that if that's where they're gonna go after this where who knows where they're fucking going yeah now. but like you know um here's one thing i will say though that's kind of really disappointing um that guy, I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who is the, the sheriff with the cowboy hat, who has, like, one line in this movie.
0: I know, I know. But,
1: and I think he just had the misfortune of playing the primary cop character right at a time when this country suddenly remembered we don't like cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, they like they're like they not going to do stuff. But the other problem with uh, cutting cops out of these movies is that the Halloween franchise has this proud tradition of bumbling trombone police. <gasps> Of just cops that are terrible at their jobs, getting picked off by Michael Myers. He takes out a whole police station at the end of five. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so. No, no, that's the Man in Black. Remember oh, that but yeah, but, fucking shit.
1: Yeah, but he probably walked in there and then said that Mike Michael take care of this because hmm. Michael's like cowering in a corner after getting beaten in the head by fucking <laughs> <playing laughs> Donald Pleasants.
0: Um. Yeah. Also, I, I... people
1: were talking up like Loomis before this, and like I, I was like. Is, like, CGI fucking Donald Pleasant's just gonna come out of the grave in this fucking thing? Like, that's what I was, like, that's where my brain was going. I did not expect a full-on remake of Christine, though. Yeah. Also one that I'm not sure entirely understands Christine, if I'm being honest. Um, I I don't know if, if but it's part of, like, David Gordon Green feeling the need to, like, overcompensate with, like, dialogue that I feel like could be cut, you know? Mm-hmm. To, like, over-explain, like, this is about the nature of evil. Whereas John Carpenter just goes, like, it's a car, it's evil. <laughs> like, which is very important. Like, so you, have you read the book, Christine?
0: No, I have not. So
1: there's a very key difference between the book and the movie.
0: I do know this, but uh, please tell it for people that don't.
1: So, so in the book, it is the owner of the car, the former owner of the car who has died, who's trying to pr- uh, possess Arnie Cunningham in the book. And that's what's really going on in the Carpenter movie. The car is just evil, and part of it, they said, uh, like I think Carpenter said, well, American Werewolf just came out, and we kind of wanted to avoid that because like the guy kind of comes back as like an undead specter, you know. Mm -hmm. But to me, it speaks way more to Carpenter's philosophy that there are sometimes just evil things out there, (laughs) and I'm not sure if Halloween Ends gets it. But also, John Carpenter is smartly doesn't try to explain evil in any way you know mm-hmm. um he just lets it happen and all three of the gordon green movies could benefit from just letting things happen but at the same time it's shocking that he was allowed to get away with what he gets away with when halloween ends so i guess the the dialogue heaviness of it was like the olive branch Two. a company like blumhouse you know who, yeah yeah like, wants these movies to be four quadrant hits and which they're just they're not going to be if you get that esoteric about it mm-hmm.
0: I, I think like, the 2018 halloween does a really good job of balancing that because in that mm-hmm. movie everyone's constantly asking what michael is thinking what yeah. why, say something they're telling him to say something and no one asked like it's a very good like juxtaposition between how people but that uh, movie also has the... true crime and shit like that but that movie
1: also has the one moment in it where uh, the doctor puts the mask on
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like, he's like, and it's like, I let him out, you know? And that's like the one moment that like the average audiences were like, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, and to me, that's like kind of the thing, but also like David Gore again, he kind of over, he overplays his hand sometimes. And I think that's just the nature of the beast in making blockbuster movies these days. Mm -hmm. unfortunately like that's if if people want to talk about like the declining quality of films or whatever to me i don't give a fuck about any of that because like great horror movies are made by truly incompetent filmmakers and (laughs) yeah i don't know about that there are great (laughs) horror movies that were made by people who had no idea what they were doing it's just that's just it happens sometimes why do you think italian horror
0: movies are so good no it does happen i'm just saying i don't know if i if i would like Submit I'm not saying to that theory all the
1: time. I'm not saying all. Like clearly, I'm talking about John Carpenter too, who's like <laughs> clearly a master of the camera. Like he's he knows what he's doing. He just know he knows how to give a simple story a lot more juice than it probably deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just saying that like great horror movies tend to come from that, and they don't have mainstream appeal. You know. Yeah. I think people forget that like horror is gone kind of mainstream in a way and like now I'm so fascinated with react culture on YouTube cuz like they've run out of all the good horror movies to watch. <laughs> so like now they're just watching like anything and it's like really you're going to watch Halloween 3? Like that's not you're that's not a movie you can kind of sit down and just like react to. <laughs> like, and I'm just but I think that studios really fear the idea that audiences are going to walk out confused in any way and and then in our we audiences are to blame as well in our stupid cinema sins culture you know mm-hmm. of just like i i think i told you this where i saw ad astra in theaters right yeah and i walked out of that movie and i didn't really know how i felt about it the first time i saw it i was kind of like i don't know about that like that was kind of where i was at initially and i saw it with a, th- a friend and i was ready to have a conversation with them about it to kind of like figure out where I, I landed on the thing and they could not stop talking about how improbable they thought the chase scene was on the moon when they get like chased remember that one yeah sequence? yeah like they were like that just didn't like I, what is that like why was that in the movie that was so stupid and I'm like that's you, what we just saw like a two and a half hour fucking movie that's what you watch that happens like 20 minutes in <laughs> And you sat there, that was all you were thinking about? And, like, I almost, like, wanted to, like, kill my friend, like, <laughs> of just, like, Jesus Christ, really? Like, and there's there's a lot of that these days, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and studios are more than willing to appeal to the lowest common denominator on that stuff. I don't like saying audiences are dumb, but I think algorithms have trained us to give in to our dumbness,
0: I guess. I, I would agree with that, because I think audiences are a lot smarter than they're given credit for but again i also do agree it's just
1: i guess what i'm saying is the voice that is going to get elevated is the person complaining about the car chase on the moon you know Mm -hmm. like it is not the person coming out of there being like um wanting to talk about whatever the nature of evil is right or yeah yeah (laughs) Well, like, that that was a big
0: response I had to this, where it was like I I'm totally fine people not liking this movie because it, it is so fucking strange mm-hmm. that this is a mainstream release at the final chapter in a trilogy of films. Does it Michael is Myers very show up strange. like strange? Michael Myers shows up like 20 minutes into this thing, like 20 to 30 minutes before he yeah, shows up.
1: It, it's a while, and then he disappears again for like another five ten minutes. Yeah, and then he like, just makes
0: sporadic appearances until the finale where he's big again. But like you know, mm-hmm. the the point I wanted to make was that people were saying like oh yeah I really love this cameo in Halloween ends. I'm like that's funny but like you know it, it wasn't an accident and people were like oh, sucks that he was barely in it. You know like what were they thinking? It's like well it was clearly intentional what like let's wrestle with that. Let's talk about that. Why do you why do you think that was? Yeah. But no one at least in like the the public sphere is really promoting a conversation like that. They're well, just like man they fucked the, it up again.
1: That's the other thing I talk about where people there's a weird online culture is like I blame the room for this um where people like oh the room it's so funny it's so silly people now think that like anything sincere or like deliberately goofy is like an accident you know Mm -hmm. like they don't understand that like a director makes choices and sometimes they're deliberately trying to be arch or trying to be melodramatic you know yeah not not everyone is going for realism and that realism definitely shouldn't be a benchmark and again, it was crazy when, like, I saw when the Northman came out and people, like, there was a huge group of people that, like, really responded to it. And a lot of them were talking up the realism of the Northmen. Mm. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch the movie? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. But that was, I don't know, it's that thing of, like, people think realism is something that, like, like all artists are striving for realism, which is just... Completely not, wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not just it's not just mostly wrong. It's completely wrong because mm-hmm. even artists that strive for realism never achieve it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can listen to Herzog talk all fucking day about how his documentaries aren't even real. Like, <laughs> so, the fuck you trying to do, you idiots?
0: Yeah. Speaking um, of lack of realism, the moment I knew uh, I was loving this movie, and was going to continue to love it is when Michael Myers grabs the new character, Corey Cunningham, by the throat. And looks and then, into his eye. Yeah, and then they they do the fucking De Palma match cut, and the camera starts spinning, and then he, like, projects the last two Halloween movies into Corey's brain. I know that's not literally what's happening, but that's what it looks like. Uh, is that <laughs> what
1: happened, or did he... I thought Corey's memories went into Michael Myers.
0: No, I, I'm pretty sure it was Michael's into Corey's. I could have
1: sworn we saw that kid get yeeted off that stairs again. <laughs> like...
0: Maybe it was. I guess I have to rewatch this. I wasn't planning on rewatching it anytime soon, as much as I enjoyed it. See, look, here's but, something though. Damn. I feel like
1: this is again where I think David Gordon Green kind of overplays his hand. Where as much as like that's a fun thing, maybe it's both. If we're lucky, it's both. I hope neither of us are right, because mm-hmm. I think it's a cooler idea to just sit here and be like, they locked eyes. We don't get that montage, and then we would be here debating. So did Michael Myers get? something from him, or did he get something from Michael Myers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a more fun kind of debate, and one that the movie doesn't necessarily have to answer, and I feel like there's a bit of an effort to answer it here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it for me, I'm, I'm more comfortable, I don't think it overextends too much, mm-hmm. uh, and I think a big part of that is that David Gordon Green's filmmaking feels alive here in a way that it didn't for Kills, We're like, no, after that shot... I,
1: I will disagree. I think his filmmaking is very alive in Kills. I think the writing of Kills is the problem, because um, he's he's going crazy. He's doing some <laughs> crazy shit in Kills. <laughs> it's like POV shots of the fucking firemen as they're getting fucked up. Oh like, yeah, no that
0: that part is great. That's my favorite part of the movie.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in Kills. I'll be honest. It's the writing again, because like mm-hmm. the the guy jumping off the roof there is like a big like. That just doesn't land at all.
0: No, it totally lands. Uh uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. No, what lands better here is the fucking kid five minutes in. You want to talk about the moment oh. I thought I was gonna like this movie? <laughs> <That> fucking <laughs> like, I did not see that coming <laughs> for the for the opening of this fucking movie. Um. So yeah, that was uh, that fucking that kid. You know what? That kid
0: deserved it. Fuck that kid. Oh my no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why you don't play pranks,
1: kids. <laughs> oh, that was the other movie I was thinking of, Penn and Teller Get Killed.
0: Oh, my God. That's
1: what this movie reminded me of, which is a movie about how if you play pranks on your friends, it will kill everyone.
0: <laughs> well, you know, the Halloween 3 font makes an appearance in the film. It's, it's yes. the same font. And so, like, right there, I was like, oh, we're, we're doing something, like, we're real different. Like, people are not talking up the weirdness just to be, like, just because you haven't seen a lot of movies, like it's genuinely going to be strange, and it was, mm. it was, I it was, uh, I was a little. Spr- oh, I like the opening. I like the opening pumpkin stuff for all these new movies.
1: Yeah, the pumpkins are cool. But, yeah, I,
0: I like the the pumpkin like opening and showing a new pumpkin, and it's like evolving. It's the nature of evil evolving. I was like, oh, that's great, because the last one you had all the different pumpkins lighting on fire, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that works for that movie. I wish the movie worked as well as those credits. Yeah, uh, and. It it was just I don't know, it was really exciting to to realize I didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen in a well, franchise you know movie.
1: Another movie this reminded me of, I gotta be honest, was The Monsters <laughs> because twenty minutes into the Monsters, I was like, I can't believe this is what this movie is. You know? Mm-hmm. And twenty minutes into this, it's like a it's like a drama, you know? Yeah. Like, nothing horrific is happening and I'm like, I can't believe this is what this movie is. Like <laughs> And like part of it does, I gotta be like, part of it does feel like David Gordon Green maybe trying to like overcorrect a little bit from Kills. But because I also feel like the first five minutes of this one, um, they accomplish what Kills was going for <laughs> mm-hmm. in the first five minutes and like a lot better. Um, but yeah, also there's like a, mo- yeah, like this is just, there's a really good idea in here too of remember when the father of the kid who died is like, you know, I saw him walking. I saw uh, Cunningham walking around, Corey, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to tell him, like, I don't think you're a bad kid. I understand it was an accident. But I pulled over and then I looked in his eyes and I realized something was wrong, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I feel like that would have played better with, without that monologue over it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wouldn't this movie have played better if, like, most of these people didn't talk as much as they did?
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I just, think there I could use it, though. Because no, we, we don't get no. the perspective of the parents that much there.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, is that we should have gotten their perspective a little more.
0: Okay, okay.
1: That's what I'm saying, is that, like, there should have been a scene. And I just, I guess it's so weird, because David Gordon Green clearly loves John Carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. To the point that he has now remade two John Carpenter movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... But Carpenter was such a master of saying a lot with a little, you know? Mm -hmm. It's why we can keep talking about Carpenter these days. Whereas, I don't know, Green feels the need to underline his stuff a little more. Then I'm like, no, dude, you should just let the movie play out and then let this movie be discovered by idiots like us, you know? (laughs) Like, where we're going to come back and be like, you know, that movie's actually a really interesting deconstruction of the nature of evil, right? Right. Like like that would that that would be how we talk about it, but instead this movie is like evil in all its forms comes <laughs> to you. Like there's like so <laughs> many scenes of just people and I'm just like, uh, don't do it. And I you know, and I, I the weird thing is like I I like this movie. Like, I'll be mm. honest, I, I do enjoy it. I think I just like it on the same level I like Kills though. Mm. Which is where you know, which is both an insult to this movie. <laughs> But also a compliment to uh, Kills, which I like more than most people. But again, Kills is another one where it's like cut so much of this dialogue. Like, it really doesn't need to be here. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, people we we talk about people coming to Carpenter films being like, Carpenter doesn't really have a point of view, right? Yeah. Which is just like bafflingly wrong, you know? (laughs) But Mm -hmm. what Carpenter is a master of, I always say like, carpenter movies are thinkers for people that show up and want to think you know yeah, yeah yeah but like if you sit down and you just go like i want to turn my brain off and watch a john carpenter movie the movie is still gonna work that's kind of his brilliance is that you could totally just watch the movie on the surface level and it would still work right mm-hmm. and then later you're kind of like you know what there's actually some interesting stuff going on here <laughs> And that's the, that's what the Gordon Green films across the board never achieve, um, and I say this, I'm comp. I, I like the movie, but I just if there's something that annoys me about him, it's that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's I not, think 2018 does more of what you're describing. I think it does it the most successfully. But even
1: that, but even that underlines it way more than it needs to. A, a
0: little, a little bit, yeah. The, the mm-hmm. sequels. Not at all. I, I, also, I can't... I I was talking up this movie because people asked me, like, did you see it? What do you think? That I, I would recommend it to people. Know what you're getting into, though. It is not, like... Go into it expecting, like, a drama. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what you kind of have to do.
1: Yeah, just don't... don't just, uh, go in open-minded. I think you'll like it, honestly. But um, my whole thing is that there's also a narrative problem. We talked about how all the Halloween seagulls are kind of shot... In the kneecaps, by the fact that they have to be about the Strode family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of fucks up every Halloween film post Halloween 2, you know? Yeah. And it's something we're like, you know, those movies are enjoyable. We like some of them, but, like, that's a hurdle they, they struggle to get over. Well, these new ones have this weirder other problem where, you know, it's. Jamie Lee Curtis is back, and she wants to she's, wants to kind of reclaim Laurie Strode again, you know? <laughs> I like, think mm-hmm. this is her second attempt. Uh, this time, though, Laurie Strode, that is not the sister of Michael Myers, that they do not have this connection anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So now the narrative problem is how do we make these two worlds collide, you know? Um, that's where Halloween 2018 is kind of the most sweatiest, you know? yeah. Like that like to, to make the showdown happen at Jamie Lee Curtis's house is kind of like the, the biggest hurdle that movie has to make. Uh Kills smartly decides to just kind of put Jamie Lee Curtis in a hospital for most of it. Which I know like upset people, but it's also like it it, it makes more sense when you think about it. Mm
0: hmm Yeah, uh, she doesn't have anything to do there. Like that's all she can do. Yeah. Which, and, is, which is criticism and also me understanding the film.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then ends is this baffling thing where, like, it works, I think, the best of three in terms of how she figures into it, right? hmm But it also only gets there by going in the wildest direction possible <laughs> with the the Cunningham character.
0: Yeah. Should we talk about him? Absolutely. This is what the movie's about. He's the main character. He's
1: the main that character. That is
0: so fucking I was like losing my It felt like my brain was leaking out of my ears. It was so awesome. <laughs>
1: like
0: maybe awesome's the wrong word. Um but like, it, you know what was It was just so really, surprising.
1: You know what was honestly really thrilling about this movie. I can't think of the last time I paid to see a studio release film that I know 5 years from now. Will be blamed for a school shooting. <laughs> this is that's a hundred percent what's going to happen here.
0: What? I the, can't believe you just said that. Do you, am I wrong? I don't know. What? Who do you think this Maybe character? Maybe not. But I don't know if you should
1: say it. Look, know? we we are look we we are emotionally smart adults we say on a podcast where we talked about the halloween films for four years <laughs> but uh we we are who is going to be attracted to the Corey cunningham character weirdos i mean like a lot of people you know, <laughs> there, there are fine there are gonna be There are gonna be you know there are women out there who are into michael myers i'll just let you know that
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> there's, there's plenty of them um so this one kind of turns Michael Myers into a sad boy. Oh
0: my god, you're right.
1: So it's going to appeal to that group too, which honestly I kind of love that. I love the idea that there's going to be a group of people that are going to be like, "Oh, but Michael Myers is just a sad little boy now." <laughs> like, <laughs> but also, it's going to be it's going to appeal to people that be like that are just like not not the best. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you re- you know when you read about like how like you know fucking certain or certain people out there who there are are movies and books about school shootings that very much come down on the side of school shootings are bad and shouldn't happen right mm-hmm. and this movie i'm not saying it makes it it does not do anything to say that what Corey is doing is good um i'm not i'm not putting this blame on the film but that type of work no matter how overt excuse me no matter how overt you are with it is going to appeal to those type of people you know yeah that's my that's just i'm just warning you that this is going to be a debate in like five years okay i can i can see that they're going to be like (laughs) he was always quiet and he watched halloween ends about 50 times a day like (laughs) (laughs) and it's like that's just it's that's where we're heading towards um, but hey, if you ever wanted to fuck Michael Myers, this is your movie.
0: Oh my god.
1: I'm sorry, is, am I wrong? <laughs> uh,
0: I want to say yes, but I know in my heart that you're not.
1: I mean, it's it's a very romantic film that also has overt sexual imagery in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, including the giant phallus he's attracted to that gives him hope um, over the radio station that then he burns down <laughs> mm. when it- he goes full incel i mean when he goes full michael myers (laughs) Uh.
0: (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's like the thing right like about the Mm -hmm. character i think some people i mean i I mean the read is there that the town made him worse but there was like something just off enough about him Mm -hmm. you know uh
1: well it's you know again it's the movie is very much like the town made this happen like Mm -hmm. No matter how we slice it, that's what the movie is saying.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. Which I think is is a fine, like, approach to it. I I, I have no problems with.
1: It's honestly a better discussion of true crime without being about true crime, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, that's what I kind of... That was some of the stuff I really liked about it. Um, That, you know, it's like if he had been treated with a certain kindness and forgiveness, that maybe this wouldn't have happened. I'm not saying that's how it plays out in life, but that's what the movie is kind of arguing for. But there would be, again, without the overt dialogue, I think it would be more interesting to have a sort of ambiguity about, like, how much was in him and how much was the town and how much was Michael Myers, you know? Yeah. Like, which the movie kind of doesn't really want to do, you know? hmm It kind of just goes, like, in conclusion, <laughs> evil is a land of contrasts. <laughs> <Like, laughs> you know, like, that's kind of where the movie ends. It literally ends with Jamie the Curtis doing a book report.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I think my least favorite part of the film is mm -hmm. the voiceover. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) At least they found an in-universe justification this time.
0: Yeah. When it first started, I was like, oh, no. And then they reveal that it's her typing away a memoir. And I was like, okay, there's a nugget bad, of a good idea. But... <laughs> there's a
1: nugget of a good idea that they never capitalize on, where she kind of at, like she the narration ends, and then she goes back and corrects one of the sentences, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you could do something with that, and then it never comes up again. So yeah. it was nice in that moment, though. It was. I know. Um, I feel like if the narration had maybe just been that scene, I would have been fine with it
0: a lot more. Yeah, and then it comes uh, back at the end, and where you where you don't need it, <laughs> I mm. think the end was, was perfectly fine without it, and mm. I actually quite liked the ending um, a lot, and I didn't... I had no idea where it was going. I I, I knew Michael and Laura were going to fight again because that would have been an utterly insane decision if they didn't even meet again for this movie. So I was like, that's that's where this is headed. I don't yeah. know how, but I know nothing else, uh, what's happening there.
1: I think through the Cunningham thing, I think made it work, you know? Like the,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh... And it was, it was great watching The Shape get in a fight with Jamie Lee Curtis' stunt double. Um, I can't even, I mean, how old is Jamie Lee Curtis? Like, I'm
0: not even going to be, I'm not like, She's up there. She's, she's up, up there. there. Like, yeah. I
1: can't expect her to get in a real fight with Michael Myers. Yeah, she was but, born in
0: 1958. She's, she's yeah, up there. <laughs> she's up there, so.
1: Um, but she does a great job. And it's it's great seeing her kind of be so protective of this
0: character mm-hmm. over the years.
1: And being willing to come back and kind of do all this stuff.
0: Yeah, and I, I think she, she gives a great performance here. She gets to play, like, aspects a diff- of Laurie that she's never gotten to play in yeah, any she, of the movies.
1: A different degree, you know, like, um, which is also, you know, it can feel a little jarring <laughs> considering where she was uh, a, a film previously, <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's nice to see her at kind of a different speed. Um,
0: yeah, uh, if someone said, like, that's where we're starting this movie at and they have trouble getting on board... I can understand because the last two movies, she's fucking Sarah Connor and shit. Yeah. And like she's going for blood, you know? And this is it is a little jarring. It took me a second. I was like, whoa, okay, hold on. We're 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 going here. All right, let me uh How about recalibrate that, my brain.
1: that this movie has an overt reference to uh the legend of Sleepy
0: Hollow in it. Well, it makes sense. Oh, here's mm. another thing. Uh, this actually kind of ties into your your Sleepy Hollow thing too right now. So I saw David Gordon Green's George Washington for the first time recently.
1: Mm. Oh, really?
0: hmm okay. It's a great movie.
1: Yeah. It's weird to think that this guy will go on to make, A, the Halloween films, but also Pineapple Express and Your Highness.
0: Yeah. I have less of an understanding of how that director made Pineapple Express and Your Highness it Mm -hmm. makes complete sense that these are the Halloween films that guy made. These Mm -hmm. could only have been made by that director. Mm -hmm.
1: Isn't that kind of the story with uh, him though that like uh, Jason Blum had like Jason Blum is one of those guys that has like a meeting with everyone in Hollywood one day and just be like look if you want to make a horror movie for me you can do it. And the guys would be like I don't know I don't have an idea. And David Gordon was like I don't really want to do any franchise films. Like, I'm fine. And then one day, Blum just said, like... Just sent him an email that just said, Halloween.
0: (laughs) I I don't know about that, but that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) I
1: think that's what happened. I remember that being the story. (laughs) And David Graham was like, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, uh, but, like, he... His values and interest in mm -hmm. communities and, like, people lost within them, like it makes perfect sense for this film I, I I totally see that filmmaker and his interests in Halloween end still yeah. like I, I think some people that like really hate this are calling it like 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 an astronomical disaster that doesn't make any sense i I think it makes sense it's just fucking strange you know yeah. it's similar concepts that stem from this this artist's like ideas and like interests but in a very strange setting like I think I brought it up earlier, My like, the, the part I, I really started to latch on the movie was the eye-to-eye contact with Corey and Michael. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's that shot of Corey, like, kind of trying to balance himself in the tunnel, and it's, like, in silhouette. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, we're, like, going to a very strange place. This, yeah, this is a, not going to be normal. There's a lot of good visual ideas in this movie. Yeah.
1: Um, there's the good one when he goes to take the mask from Michael at one point, and they get in that struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's, again, like, you can't tell who's who in the fight and, and it's a lockdown shot where they keep kind of going in, in and on and off camera you know yeah in and out of the frame and it's kind of like oh they're blending together you see mm-hmm. you see what you did there yeah. which again it's like that stuff's really great and then like sometimes there'll be dialogue that kind of goes like see they're similar and it's like okay <laughs> uh- i could have done without that but um
0: Hey. Okay, I have, I have one more question. I think uh, Andy Matichak, who plays Allison, the granddaughter character, is she underwritten in this film, or do you track with it? Um. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing: it was it is
1: an incredibly weird. Like the the drive to get those two together is a little odd. <laughs> It, I gotta be honest. It's a little uh,
0: unbalanced, for sure.
1: But it's also because, again, like, Kills has does has done this weird thing to all three, to the other two, where they kind of don't factor into it as much, you know? Mm-hmm. She goes on a revenge thing in, in Kills, right? Like, yeah. She's like, and now in this one, she's like, I'm gonna fuck Michael Myers, <laughs> like, which is not what she says, obviously, but, like, that's kind of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I guess that's what's happening.
0: I, that's what... Yeah, it's, it's one thing that, that works more conceptually than like... In Execution, I definitely am like, I don't fully know, but I buy into it because the movie wins me over, right? If the movie mm-hmm. doesn't have you like from the beginning, you're kind of never going to find it. And that's total. I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but as a character who's like, she has uh, tried to move on, it makes sense to me... That you try to find comfort in, in uh, the, like in another a, lost soul. i in, in a the
1: saddest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just like Wow, you, you look kinda odd. You work for your father, you live at home, you have you've experienced a trauma in your life that you will never get over. Wow, how attractive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the thing. It's it's I don't get but, why but, she starts pursuing them, I guess.
1: And this, I will say this, this isn't, like, a gender thing. There are people who, like, like that kind of, fa- the, the like, fix them fantasy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not a men-women thing. Like, there are people that kind of are, I'm not saying they like it in real life. Like, that's a whole, there's a whole other discussion about, like, what people like as, like, a fantasy as opposed to what they actually like, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a reason why people
0: like kind of like the monster boyfriend type stories, you know? Yeah. Which but... is maybe the intention of this film, too, because mm-hmm. he allows her to stay in Haddonfield, uh, even though he then wants to leave Haddonfield with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe maybe my idea doesn't track, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's a, It's kind of messy. It's a little messy, to be clear. I will
1: say the stuff that felt a little bit rushed is the... Lori, um allison relationship you know like they're, they're the the grandmother granddaughter thing the conflict like when that's, you mean? yeah when that starts coming yeah, to a yeah. head that felt a little more rushed. yeah that that you know? feels
0: um even more off balance to me i can mm-hmm. i can live with the corey so if that one i was like ah, don't 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 lose this thread don't don't fuck it up
1: again it's so weird where it's like i almost would be fine with it if the rest of the movie was kind of as like this is just the, the tempo of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But this is an almost two-hour movie. Yeah. So, like, maybe you could have found more
0: room in there. And here, here's something. I've heard criticism about the pacing and, like, the way the story plays out. I, I didn't pay to see this in theaters. I saw it on Peacock because mm-hmm. I did not like Halloween Kills. And I was like, I don't want to go through that again, really. So you're a coward. I will... Totally take friends to go watch this if anyone else is interested. But I want to see their reactions to this fucking insane shit I fell in love with. Um but I, I paused the movie halfway to go to the bathroom, make food because I was like, I'm fucking hungry. I had a long wake, I want to eat while I'm watching this. And I was halfway through and I was like, I didn't feel that at all. Like I could see where the movie was, like in its story. I like, can I feel the the like the pace of the story moving along. But I didn't realize I was already there and I was like, Oh, we haven't gotten to like the slasher part of the slasher movie yet. And I was okay with it. But it definitely did throw me for a loop and I was like, Oh wow, this is like it's just so weird. (laughs) So weird. Which made me really happy. I don't I don't get weird like this anymore. It's, I'm
1: I'm ultimately just amazed this got released by a studio. Now it kinda didn't because they did put it on Peacock. Like they did kind of were like, We don't believe in
0: this here you know? But 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 here's the thing. Um, the box office like track of this trilogy, like, it makes sense. Other movie trilogies don't like unless you're like Marvel for some reason, they just keep making more and more money. Like mm-hmm. Other franchises, uh, specifically trilogies, they they always make less money as they go along. You know, Mm -hmm. unless there's, like, Spider-Man 3 is, like, the one that made the most, which is, like, crazy. Less Um,
1: money isn't no money, though.
0: No, no. it's, It's, yeah, yeah. And, um... I just wanted to say, like, some people were criticizing like the decision for day and date with this, and like, oh, Peacock stopped it from making like eighty million dollars or whatever. It's tracking for like forty-five or whatever, mm-hmm. and that like make like Halloween Kills only made like fifty-five opening or whatever. Forty-five total, or forty-five opening weekend. Opening weekend. I mean, that's fine.
1: Like everyone's gonna be happy at the end. Yeah,
0: not not to not to Uh, care about box office bullshit. I'm just saying, in terms of like audience reception, I just I'm I'm googling Halloween ends and the audience rating summary for according to Google is one point nine out of five stars. Yeah,
1: people are not happy with it. That is so Um,
0: awesome! Oh my god!
1: A little depressing, but it's a good movie.
0: Um, Yeah, which
1: is like kind of like that's that's I guess that's what I will say is that it is a good movie. Um, there. I will always have. I would have like a couple little hangups with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I. I'm very impressed that this is the way they decided to end the David Gordon Green trilogy. Now, Michael Myers gets thrown into a shredder at the end of the movie. I laughed, and, and you bet you. I laughed the moment it was like the town congregated <laughs> to do this like that was kind of amazing at like how wordless it was again there's even too much dialogue there for my taste but i kind of like the parts where it's just like everyone's just showing up for this <laughs> um but yeah but you know you know he's gonna come back especially when this one made like a very overt like when he's helping michael kill the the cop right mm-hmm her Alice's ex boyfriend, yeah, um, who looks like he's about a decade older than her. But yeah. hey, you know what? Hey,
0: yeah. maybe that's part of the reason why uh, uh, she goes for Corey. She's got being in Haddonfields made her have a bad taste in men. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. the read the movie gives you.
1: That's well, I mean, they that's just, they say that's basically what happened with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. That, that that's what Laurie was up to between yeah. the other ones. Well, there you go, uh, and. Uh, Officer Mullaney, by the way. <laughs> um, in a movie where like everything f- feels very pointed, I I That's I have hilarious. I have some thoughts there. Uh, but let's not unpack that. No, 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 no. Let's uh, move on. Oh. <laughs> uh who played the doctor that gets killed? That's a weird thing that kind of happens in the middle of this. That was... Yeah. I mean,
0: all of this yeah. is fucking bizarre. Let me uh, see. Uh... Michael O'Leary. He's ah. Dr. Mathis. Have I seen him before? Um,
1: it doesn't look like he's, he's been He's in much. like three movies. Yeah. Whoa. He looked like a guy where I'm like, I've seen him, but then I'm looking at his movies and I'm like, I haven't seen any of these. Yeah. So... um He looks like he was in another slasher film called Fatal Games, which might be the reason he's in this.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe David Gordon Green's like, oh, Fatal Games, underrated.
1: Yeah, maybe. You never know. Yeah,
0: Um, Or at least Danny McBride. Danny McBride apparently requested that he be in this movie uh, to fight Michael Myers. Oh, really? Or, like, he wanted to be someone who goes up against Michael Myers, and that didn't happen, so... (laughs) I'll yeah here you go. About. Green David Gordon Green hinted that McBride requested a cameo potentially as a character who fights Michael Myers. Um, that didn't happen. Apologies to Danny McBride. Maybe the Exorcist. Maybe he'll fight is the he, zuzu. <laughs> is is he co-writing the Exorcist ones too? I believe so. Let me check. Because um, here's here's the thing: after Halloween Kills, you know he gets the Exorcist trilogy, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! You they know? announced like, it like oh, right. No.
1: They announced it like right before too, and then when yeah. like, Kills came out, and was like so divisive that people were like, I don't know about this, buddy.
0: Uh-huh. But <laughs> uh huh. Okay, so he, Danny McBride's worked on the story. The screenplay will be written by David Gordon Green and someone named Peter Sattler okay uh so it looks like they're still working together i guess he's still producing it and stuff like that because mm-hmm. him and david gordon green do like a lot together they're like yeah, yeah. they're like the they're boys like, you know
1: they're they're buddies yeah so
0: um but yeah yeah i i will say i this got me more interested in his exorcist because i was like okay if you're gonna go this fucking weird so long it. as you can do
1: that like whatever they need to bring in one more writer and the job of that writer is to not write a single <laughs> word and instead go through and be like, you don't need this line. 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 Hey,
0: that is writing. Yeah. It's Knowing a, when a, not to a, write.
1: A hundred percent. That's true. I think there's a, there's the good, uh, what's his name? Um, pervert director guy. <laughs> um,
0: Unfortunately, that doesn't narrow it down. I almost spit out my coffee. Holy shit. Not,
1: not a canceled pervert. Um Brian De Palma? No, no. Uh Paul Schrader.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, he's gotten close. Not yet. I guess
1: that should I should have said not yet.
0: Yeah. Um uh, get him off Facebook, but continue. yes
1: But uh he had a good quote where he was talking about the editing process. He was talking about editing more where he's like the first edit, like I go, let, let's just put the good stuff in and see how much good stuff we actually have. <laughs> I feel like you could do that with the script too. Yeah. And when you're reading the script look at it and first go okay let's do a version that's just the good stuff and then kind of patch that together with what's needed you know yeah and uh yeah um cause like that's uh, that's my main hang-up with these movies is again like 50 percent of the dialogue i feel like you can get rid of but also if you were uh if you were a raylo shipper i think you might get something out of this movie <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Um, this
1: actually, fuck it, this is this is uh, Rise of Skywalker now. <laughs> I thought brain, we already
0: determined uh, season three of Avatar The Last Airbender was.
1: Yeah, we could have done that, but like now this is here, so let's do that.
0: <laughs> uh, this is significantly, significantly better than Rise of Skywalker.
1: Yeah, but what isn't? Uh... The Bush administration.
0: Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, uh, John Carpenter was asked in an interview with MovieMaker.com, what do you think of Halloween End? And he said, it was good. I enjoyed it. It's very different. I enjoyed the <laughs> risks it took. Jamie Lee Curtis was just extraordinary in it. She was just wonderful. I'm so proud of her. That's very nice. Now, that yeah, might yeah. just be him being nice because he got paid a lot of money to work on this movie too. Yeah.
1: Can <laughs> you the- imagine him sitting down to do the score for this?
0: I have no fucking idea what that even looks like. Like,
1: that's hysterical.
0: Yeah. Um, but... I'm willing to bet that he did like it enough, because you mentioned his whole thing about, like, not having... Like, like letting spaces sit, right? That's the whole ending of the original Halloween, letting the space <laughs> sit over Michael's breathing, and it's fucking terrifying. I'm still so willing to bet he liked it in spite of the overriding. Mm. Um, like, I, I think he is telling the truth. But shout-out to John Carpenter, his kid Cody... And Daniel Davies, who did the, the music for this, because I, I think they, the music across still, all three of these is terrific.
1: It's one of these things where, like, now I'm like, why isn't Carpenter, like, being announced to just score, like, a dozen movies going
0: forward? Yeah, I but I have no fucking idea. Bring him in on, like, anything. I, I'd see it. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, I I don't know. And also, give him a
1: fucking honorary Oscar already, goddammit. it! I
0: like, know before, because like, not not oh, not to and,
1: say anything, but like he he looks a little rough,
0: you know. And, he's, he's up yeah. there,
1: and also like I know he's like basically officially retired, but in his in a recent interview, he's still hinting that he'd want to do a Dead Space movie, which is so
0: funny. Yeah, let him
1: do it. Let him do it. Like, who the fuck? EA, what the fuck are you going to do with the rights to fucking Dead Space? I know, I know, you're not doing anything with it. It's Just so stupid. Make a buck. Let Carpenter do it. Just let him make it. Announce it. You 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 go, it's Dead Space, so you got the video game fans. It's John Carpenter, so you got movie fans, and it's a horror movie. Just fucking do it, you morons.
0: <laughs> on, on that note, I have a couple more things, and then I think we're basically done here. Yeah. Um, Dana, Mc, or, uh, Dana McBride and David Gordon Green called this an intimate coming-of-age story, which I would agree with. Uh, <laughs> they, they cited the influence of Christine, of course. Butcher yeah. Baker Nightmare Maker and My Bodyguard, which is hysterical to me, mm. <laughs> uh, but also makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, John Carpenter, like you would said, like, I don't know why people aren't hiring him to do more scores. Uh, he said, like, no one's asked him to score a video game. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I know. You've got, yeah. like, the chief OG gamer over here, and no one's asking him to score fucking Sonic or something? Yeah. Like, what? You don't think he'd... that's one of the things he'd pour his heart and soul into? <laughs> um... And I think the best like compliment I can give this movie is that along with the score, the atmosphere, the the ridiculousness of the whole premise, it really got me feeling the Halloween vibe. Like not the franchise, like the season, the spirit of the season. Yeah. And I did not expect that at this stage. So, uh yeah, it's it's uh, it's worth a watch if even if uh, you end up not liking it, I think.
1: I stand by 2018, and I think Kills and Ends, for me, are a similar level of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly enough, though, I think they have the complete opposite strengths in a lot of ways. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, um, I'm, I liked it. I'm glad it's over, though. I'm glad that David Gordon Green is now going to, like, step away. I hope that whatever they decide to do next with Halloween, um, it's... They get someone who's who understands the camera <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well. I, I think David Gordon Green has a very good understanding of the camera. Uh,
0: same, same. And, oh, the cinematographer the... also someone named Michael mm-hmm. Simmons. I don't, I don't. He has no Wikipedia page, so he must be like new.
1: And there you go. But uh, you know, get get some people and just make something quick and dirty, ninety minutes. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like the evil of Michael Myers is back, and you can do whatever you want. Doesn't even have to be in Haddonfield. Like, yeah,
0: yeah. just do fucking new show. I'm sure it will be in Haddonfield, because that's don't, just how these people think. And just don't over-explain it, you know?
1: Holy but. shit, the
0: cinematographer worked on Vice principles. That makes perfect fucking sense. There you go. It's a great show. Uh, yeah, Halloween ends. Oh, I also like that Laurie only can defeat Michael with uh, her normal oh, kitchen yeah, they appliances. Cru- also,
1: they crucified him.
0: Oh, Yeah. Uh
1: huh, and then they literally like spread his flesh in front of the crowd. <laughs> so, so like Michael Myers ridiculous. is a Christ figure. It's uh,
0: ridiculous! I'm so pretty,
1: happy. Pretty awesome moment when he ripped his hand through the
0: knife, though. That oh pretty, yeah,
1: yeah, that was pretty awesome. Well, he no, I mean, f-
0: don't. Isn't that like? I I think it's pretty. Maybe the execution's weird, but like I think it's pretty clever. It's like, oh, she couldn't by living with her. Her trauma and fears mm. she couldn't defeat him but like when she moved on that's how she did it it is very goofy because she throws a refrigerator on him yeah and their like,
1: granddaughter just pops out of
0: nowhere too that was a little weird no yeah, that was uh, very strange. that was like the one moment where i was like oh this is like a movie that's right
1: yeah <laughs> um i was a little worried it was gonna end like annihilation <laughs> where it's like she has to like learn like to live with michael myers <laughs> oh. before she can escape him <laughs>
0: That's what the next Halloween should be. They go into the zone. Mm. And then Michael Myers is just this big wall of like it's just the gelatinous mask. The mask
1: just keeps growing. Yeah. Did they destroy the mask? You know what? I didn't pay attention to that. I, I don't know. Oh, no. It was on her table at the end. Oh, okay. That was the thing is that it's uh, when, right when Don't Fear the Reaper kicks in, it was sitting on our coffee table.
0: Mm. So it's like she's learned to live with it, I guess. There you go and Allison leaves Haddonfield cuz I would also get the fuck out of there. Yeah, you know <laughs> don't that's stick the thing. around.
1: <laughs> I will say one thing I think this movie does that's actually kind of smart is that like there is the thing of like why don't you just leave town, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think the strode thing, that's a that's a different discussion, but for a character like Corey where it's like the whole town hates him, right? Cuz like they think he's a murderer. Uh but it's like they show that he lives in like poverty basically with uh with a mother who's like very abusive towards him mm-hmm. and it's like he can't leave town and that's like the reality of a lot of people you know yeah. like you can't just leave the awful living situation you're in there's also one thing if you want to talk about stuff that I think is a little smarter that these movies do um, you can tell that Gordon Green and I believe Jamie Lee Curtis is like very vocally anti-gun you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and so like there's a, they have mixed feelings about how she's turned into a survivalist type character you know especially in 2018 yeah and um but both movies this both halloween 2018 and kills both do a thing where it's like if you have a gun you're more likely to just shoot someone else than actually stop someone Mm -hmm. it happens in both movies which i which is never and it's never underlined you know there's never like a like oh you know, when a, a gun is more, like, they don't say it overtly. I just like that that's an element in, I think all three of them have a moment like that now that I think about
0: it. Yeah, I mean, because it cause kills, I, I know a lot of people, like, like, I don't like the movie, but, like, people are dunking <clears> on it, like, oh, that, that nurse or the doctor shot herself. And I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense to me. That that yeah. totally makes sense it's, to it's me. Lo-
1: it's almost like, statistically, if you own a gun, you're more likely to shoot yourself than anyone else. Like, that's just what happens. It's mm-hmm. just, the, that's just a known fact. Yeah. And I like that that's the thing, and it's not something that Gordon Green has ever, like, they didn't make it, like, a big deal, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's not a point where, like, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, breaks a gun in half or something. And it's like, no more bullets, like, <laughs> you know, I don't but, know. Yeah, but it also
0: so, feels like Dave and Gordon Green saw people saying, like, why don't you just nuke Haddonfield or throw Michael yeah. into a shredder? And he was like, you know what? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. That's exactly what we'll do, just to make sure. Uh, Halloween ends. It's, it's over destined,
1: now. It's destined to be celebrated in the way Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is. Yes. It's, it's 100% guaranteed for that legacy. Um, so, um, and I hope to see uh, both, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know either of their names, but the actors who played Allison and the actor who played Corey, I hope to see them in more stuff.
0: No yeah, anymore, Andy Matichak right. plays Allison, mm. and Rowan Campbell plays Corey. Uh, mm. Both very good actors, and I think commit to again this, the most ridiculous shit. And the, yes. I, you know, I think that's why I really love the movie. It fucking commits, mm. yep. and it's fascinating because of it.
1: Also, great scene. Will Patton again?
0: Oh yeah, I you know what? I do like that he just has little bits in this. He like he's done yeah. with the whole. Like he only shows up uh, with the police at the end because he heard about Jamie Lee Curtis suicide thing that was a okay. cool moment they, <laughs> all
1: right here's something though that confuses me a little bit just a plot but it really doesn't matter though but mm. it, I, it just so she does the whole suicide fake out scene right
0: yeah
1: where she's like I she calls the cops i want to report a suicide bam she shoots the pumpkin in homage to sleepy hollow <laughs> <laughs> um and then like uh her daughter gets the call being like Hey, we got a weird phone call about your mom committing suicide. We can't find her. Where is she? What was that? Like, wh- what did she uh, give a different address? Was that what happened?
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah, she because not... ass-
1: she gives an address, and I'm assuming the cops maybe went there and then realized it was her later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, that was a weird. Like, I was like, why didn't the cops show up sooner? Like, I, you know, that's like such a cinema sins complaint. But it was a like, huh? What? No, what's no, that's
0: that's strange. Yeah, I don't because you're not saying it's a negative, but it's like it's, it's not... just It's just weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe she did do that, but knowing hmm. that Will Patton's part of the 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 he's got he's in with the, the the cops. That it's like that's her backup because this is movie land and not real world. You know, maybe that, she that works? gave
1: him um, his address. because
0: how oh, else would they no. get in
1: contact with him that quickly?
0: Oh, oh, good point, good
1: point. I hope I hope no one bothers to explain this. Is mm-hmm. it really doesn't need to be. It's just something I thought about while watching it.
0: Okay, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Cuz again, they have to kind of get <laughs> these characters in the same spot at a certain point. Yeah. Um but also not as many uh not as many comedy Actor characters uh, in this.
0: No apologies uh, to Danny McBride.
1: Yeah, well, because the the other two are stacked with comedians and like bit parts. Mm-hmm. So this one was a little like, no, we're gonna do, we're gonna be a little more serious about this one. Um, uh, but how about that kid getting thrown off the stairs?
0: So fucking funny. <laughs> that was that, that got me. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, the good fluff.
1: stuff. <laughs> good good stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah Halloween ends go watch it um get angry or get excited it doesn't matter it I liked matter. it a lot uh Matt thanks for joining me on another episode of the Halloween retrospective I can't yes. believe there's fucking 12 of these
1: I know and uh there will be 13 eventually yeah cause his true evil never dies oh that's why know. the wheel of the worst was created <laughs> it's a torture device for the modern age <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Matt, where can the people find you?
1: I'm at PRtN1 at twitter.com
0: And you could find me at the Diego Crespo on Twitter. Check out the waffle press on Twitter, YouTube SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the Patreon and get early access to uh, nothing right now because we're, <laughs> we're just we're, we're, we're in the spooky season so we're just getting other stuff out there. Uh, I think we talked about it. We're doing Jordan Peele for Halloween. We're gonna do, yeah, we're gonna do all three Jordan Peele movies at once. Yeah, so, so it'll be ten hours of <laughs> podcasting.
1: So, something's got to beat the JFK episode.
0: Oh, I'm I'm so tired, <laughs> but it's gonna be worth it. Uh, yeah, there's other stuff going on. Uh, Gene's gonna report back from Beyond Fest with some other friends, uh, and yeah, we got other other interviews, other stuff coming out. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching like and subscribe if you didn't like this like and subscribe anyways because you might find something to do like uh, happy halloween um i can't believe halloween ended uh on october 15th okay goodbye
1: <laughs> goodbye judy foster goodbye maybe the only way he can die is if i die too it all ends now